It's a great privilege. It's a great privilege and honor to be with you at this time. Uh, my heart is full of joy. I've been yearning to have a time with you. And today my uh, aspiration has come through seeing and talking to wonderful people like you. Uh, we will be here for some time. We will leave for Dallas and come back. Um, greetings from Ghana. I watched their service this morning and it was great. Um, God bless you. God bless you, Lady Pastor Jessica, my daughter, and all. Good to see you once again. Today, I just want to share some few thoughts with you, just taking a very familiar passage and, and, and connecting it to our theme this year and emphasizing on the passion of Jesus Christ to save souls. Even in the midst of storms, he was so calm, trying to cruise through to the other side of it so that he will be able to deliver the one who was bound by demons. Jesus Christ was so passionate, and he is still passionate with this vision, that he will ignore his personal needs, necessities, in order to be able to save souls. And that also emphasizes his resolve that the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give his life as ransom for others. You see, so he did all he could to get people saved, deliver them. And if that is the passion of Jesus, then I know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will do all things to bring into completion that which he has started in you. Salvation is for now, and it continues until eternity. It's a passage, and that is what Jesus came for. Turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 35, following. And the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the wave beat into the ship so that it was now full. And when, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carry thou not we perish. He arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind was seized, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly. 
and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So we are talking about Jesus Christ who had spent a whole day teaching people, healing the sick and doing miracles. That was Jesus's passion and he would not shake it for anything. He was so tired and still he decided to cross over to the other side to complete that which he had started on the, that side of the sea. So in between, from in between those shores was the lake of um, Tiberias. And Jesus Christ was doing miracles here, saving souls. And he wanted to cross to the other side to complete his work. That was the risk Jesus Christ took. He was tired, but he didn't bother himself so much about the tiredness or his exhaustion. He really wanted to finish his work on the other side of the sea. And no matter what, he had preached to multitude of people, he multitude, and still he wanted to go out there to get one single soul to win him. So for Jesus, whether one soul or multitude, all of them are very important. And that's what believers should know, that every single soul is so precious in the sight of God. Jesus Christ deliberately asked the disciples that, let us cross over to the other side of the sea. And the disciples were obedient to him. They said, look, let us go. So they saw the people off and took Jesus Christ with them. And so they moved away from the multitude and they took Jesus with them in the boat. That means, number one, they had obeyed the voice of God. They acted on his word. Number two, he also, they also left the multitude. They did not just act on the word of God with the missed multitude. They acted on what Jesus had said that they were crossing over and they also took, I mean, left the multitude. Today, many people are in the house of God, but their hearts are full of the multitude, the missed multitude. And that brings a lot of problems to us. But here we are with the disciples completely obeyed the Lord. They acted on his word and to Jesus with him. That is the first thing I want you to know. That, hey, you need to just leave the multitude. Let's leave what they think. Just leave or put it aside what they feel and focus on Christ, whatever he has said. Sometimes it will not make sense. And it was evening. And many people know that when it is getting to the evening, the tide rises very high. 
also the disciples who had experience on sea would have told Jesus that, look, this is not a right time to move. But they risked their life and everything. They hung it on the word of God. Like Jesus, we will go with you. And they took Jesus. That means Jesus was very tired. They literally carried him. They took him with them in the boat. And they started sailing across the sea. Leaving the multitude, they took Jesus with them. That is very good principles and one sure foundation that will help you to be strong. Leaving the multitude, take Jesus with you. You see, if you are going to win souls, if you are going to succeed as a believer, the first thing you need to do is to leave the multitude and just develop an intimate relationship with Christ. And with that relationship, Christ will also send you back to the multitude with a word. Otherwise, you will just be with the multitude with just an idea and you will never make a meaningful impact. So leaving the multitude, they took Jesus with them. That was what happened to Isaiah. You see, initially he was just lambasting the people who aren't you and others. But when King Uzziah died, the Bible says, Isaiah had to end up in the house of God and he saw the Lord. You see, not until you see God, you have that experience with him. You will not be able to make impacts. And he saw the Lord high and lifted up. The trail of his robe filled the temple. And he saw the cherubims who were worshiping and astoring God, holy, holy, holy. And that was when Isaiah saw how wretched he was. Initially, he saw himself as a great man, wonderful person, Nobody could even come near him. He was just throwing the word to them, woe unto you this, woe unto you that, woe unto you this. He didn't see how wretched he was. He only saw how the behavior of the people and was condemning them. But when he came face to face with the holiness of our Lord, the Bible says, he said, look, woe unto me. For I am dead, I am undone. But my eye literally has seen the Lord. And I am a sinner. I am wretched. And God pegged him and said, look, as soon as he received the page of God, he also heard the voice of God that gave him a mission that he will go out there and make impact. Whom shall I send? And who shall go for us? Isaiah responded. And that was the beginning of his ministry. He shot up into a greater height. Not until you learn how to be with Christ, you will not be able to minister. That's why the book of Mark, when Jesus called the disciples, 
The first thing he said was to be with him, that he might send them forth. And so that's the beginning of everything. At times as believers, we come to a point where time with the Lord is no more important to us, but time before people. If we don't take care, we will become like the concert DJs and others trying to entertain people. But God says, we need to be with him. And for these disciples, the time with the Lord was also through the storms. That's another thing, you see. Sometimes we think that when you are with the Lord, you will have a smooth sail, but that's not true. The good news is, acting on the Lord, he will never leave you midstream. Once he has said it, he will be able to carry you and take you through. So here we are. The disciples were crossing. And all of a sudden, and the Bible says they, they saw, they had a sudden storm. Mark also describes it as a great storm. And others also a terrifying one. Putting them all together, we can see that there was a boisterous storm which suddenly happened to the disciples, which means they did not plan for it. All they knew was to be with Christ and take him just trying to sail through the sea. Though there were natural storms and others often happening on the, um, the Sea of Galilee, um, as experienced fishermen, they did not expect that great storm happening to them. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes in mysteries we meet some of these sudden things. But let it not terrify you. The disciples tried their best. So later on, they just gave up and went to Jesus. What a big contrast. When the disciples were out there, they were trying, doing everything. Jesus was asleep. That is what sometimes happens in life. You see, those who know Christ will spend time with him. Sometimes the Lord wants us to be with him. When the world is jumping, crying, and moving everything, doing all they can, the answer to these things sometimes is to just be calm and be with the Lord. That is not encouraging laziness and others, but with God, we have the answer. Jesus Christ in his lifetime, sometimes when the disciples were sleeping, he would be out there sorting things out of the Lord. The Bible says the disciples wake up and they were looking for Jesus. They found him somewhere praying. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when all of them were asleep, Jesus was sorting things out with the Lord. You see, when you have been with the Lord, you are able to stand in the storm 
when people are struggling, you will also be relaxing. The easiest way to rest in this life and to build faith is to learn how to be with the Lord. And when we do that, the master will also meet us and also fight our battle for us. So the disciples were terrified. They were greatly afraid. They didn't know what to do because they had not been with the Lord. After these disciples have gone through all these experience, when Jesus died and resurrected, Jesus commissioned them. And they learned how to be with the Lord, absorb and experience his power and might. They were able to perform miracles. And when the authorities called them and they were trying to intimidate them, shutting them up, the disciples were bold. Contrast to when the master died, they were just quietly hiding themselves somewhere. But here we are, they were bold. And the people marveled that where from their boldness and they took knowledge of them that they had been with the Lord. When life storms are blowing, you begin to face it with your might and strength. You will never enter into the rest of God and you fail. So the disciples, you see, the disciples thought that Jesus was trying to be unreasonable. It's just like someone traveling with a very good mechanic and maybe have a break uh, along the way. Uh, maybe you have a wreck or whatever, something else. And the master will just say, I mean, you just, uh, you, 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 you see your friend sitting at the back seat of your car and playing maybe video game. So you will just ask him, look, man, what are you doing? You better come here and help me out because you are, you are a master in this area. You see, that same thing happened. Jesus Christ, who was a master in that area, was living at the stern. I mean, relaxing and sleeping. Jesus was not faking something like maybe closing his eye just to test them and see. He was literally exhausted and sleeping. You may ask, but why should Jesus do that? Well, you may say that way, Jesus knew that he would be able to cross over. You may say that way, Jesus knew that when God was with him, the sea, the, the, the boat will never sink. All of them are true. But I also have another thing that Jesus Christ looked beyond all this. He looked beyond all this and he was thinking and meditating on what was the at the other side of the sea. So he was asleep, taking the rest to confront the other thing. For that 
is where his heart and target was. If you know what you are doing, you will not struggle at all. So the disciples are called, if you put all of the evangelists, what they wrote together, I say, help, we are perishing. Another one says that, master, master, we are perishing. And, 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 and Mark said, carry thou not, we perish. And so they sent their petition to the Lord. That's true. But here, according to the uh, uh, Mark, he said, look, Jesus, you are being unreasonable and you are being careless. You don't care that we are perishing. So they descended into the, the, the flesh, trying to accuse the master that he didn't care. They forgot about that. In Psalm 107, the Bible says, those who go to the great sea do great miracles and wonderful works. And that's where they see the hand of God. And when they cry unto the Lord, he will rebuke the sea and cause the raging storm to calm down. So Jesus did exactly that. He rose up in the boat and he spoke, peace be still. Similar to that which he spoke to the demoniac in the temple, that, hey, be muzzled. And immediately the demon shut up. So when Jesus spoke to the sea, the raging storm, immediately it shut up. It's like when you are at somewhere and your car is at a car park and you see the horn or the, 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 the alarm goes off. If you have your alarm in your, I mean, the remote in your pocket and you press it, immediately it shuts up. That was exactly what happened over there. The raging storm shut up. Why? Because our master released a word. That's a word of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, when we have faith in the word of God, in the word of our master, we will not struggle. We will be able to shut the mouth of the enemy. We will be able to shut the mouth of demons. We will be able to shut the mouth of the devil and tell the devil, shut up and be muzzled. That is how faith works. Faith is built up in the past. You know the God who did it will be able to do it. We also build our faith in the future. We know that God will never leave us nor forsake us. So when the going becomes tough, he will rise up and save us. But faith is in the now. According to Hebrews chapter 11, now faith is. You see, faith is now and is present. Now faith is. It is connected to our God. The Bible says that God says, I am that I am. God is always is. You see, he is the ever-present help. He is our shield and our salvation. He will never leave us nor forsake us. If you don't bring faith into the now, you wouldn't see a strength. 
you may have some hope and everything, but when faith is pulled into the now, we begin to see it work. Jesus Christ spoke the word of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, when we also speak the word of faith, things will turn around. The disciples at that time believed in him. You see, initially they were terrified. They saw great storm. They were terrified. They almost gave up. But here we are, the master, I mean, quickened their faith, and the Lord was with them. Faith, little faith, is able to destroy greater works of the devil. If you have faith as this grain of master seed, you can speak to mountain. You see, they were faced with big storm. That's mega, right? I mean, coming from the Greek word. It was a mega storm happening suddenly. Oh, my goodness. And that mega storm was faced with the word of God, and it was able to dissipate it. That is how it is. Speak the word, and things will turn around. Speak the word. And mountains will level. Speak the word. Boisterous storms will just calm down. And things will begin to work for you. Hallelujah. This is the Lord we are worshiping. One word from him can change destinies and turn things around. Let us keep holding on to him. Never give it up. And Jesus Christ used that time, that, that, that moment, to teach them a great lesson and also let them know who he was. The disciples were amazed, terrifying turned to amazement. They were amazed that what a wonderful man like this. Initially, they thought he was careless and they saw the the, 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 the great storm. And they saw Jesus as a careless one. Sometimes when you focus so much on the problem, you begin to diminish and bring down the power, the love of our Lord. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, not until you get to the deep, get deep into the pit, you don't know, you'll never experience how deep his love is. But when you are in the deep of the pit, oh my goodness, that is where you begin to know that the love of God will chase you to the deepest level and yank you up. That is how God shows love. In the midst of our predicament, in the midst of our problems and matters, the master shows up. So these disciples got to know who Jesus was in a more spectacular way. They said, what manner of man is this? They had been with the Lord all the time. They seen miracles and others. Even in the Mark chapter four, before we, we came to this uh, story, Jesus had healed 
so many people, yet they didn't see him in this fashion. Jesus had to take them to the deep of the sea where the storms were raging to be to show them who he was. Brethren, I want to encourage every one of us, regardless of the storm that blows, the master is taking us to the deep. And over there in the deep, he will teach us lessons we will not be able to learn in Anyway, no courage, no Bible school, no university, never, nothing in this world, no powerful professor or lecturer will be able to teach you that. That is what the Lord teaches us when we are there. Hallelujah. So they saw him as a great man and they believe in him. They were fully assured. No wonder when Jesus asked the disciples about who people say he was, Peter was able to answer. It was not just by head knowledge. Revelation that the Lord brought best forth in his heart when he saw Jesus, who he was in the midst of the storm. And after Jesus had crossed over, when Jesus, who was relaxing in the midst of the storm, when he saw the man who was plagued with demonic force, that the devil was tearing apart his soul, was tearing apart everything, destroying him. Jesus was very furious. He was very aggressive. He addressed the demon and he commanded them to leave the man, to set that man free. That is where the passion of Jesus goes. When it comes to saving and delivering people, Jesus has to never relax. He will just move out there and begin to tear things, tear things apart. That's what he did. Brethren, Jesus Christ cares about you. Your salvation, your deliverance, your protection, he will never joke with it. If at the peri of his life, in the middle of the storm, in the boat, he was so relaxed. But when he saw that, that demoniac, that man was in danger, he was furious. That's the passion the master is released after you when the devil is after you. Let me tell you, Jesus will not leave you in the hand of the devil to torment and destroy you. He will stand for you. He will go at every length for you and he will deliver you. That's the master we serve. Today, I want you to see him as such. He is so great. If you contrast Jesus with that of Jonah, I believe that's why the Bible says Jesus is greater than Jonah, you see. Uh, when Jonah was also in the boat sleeping. But Jonah, that God himself sent the storm to just bring Jonah back to his senses. And after everything, Jonah was threw out of the boat to calm the storm. But here we are with Jesus. 
the devil sent the storm. Jesus threw away to the storm. And when he released that word, it calms the storm. This morning, I release the word of faith into your life. <clears throat> Let every storm come down. Let every work of the devil come down. Let the hand of the devil be broken. Let the hand of God be risen over you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I release that word of faith over your life. Receive that touch. Receive that touch and be released. Let this faith turn in your heart. Let this faith rise up and bubble up in your heart. Turning things around. For the Lord is with you. And nobody can change that. In the name of Jesus Christ, the master seed faith brings forth greater things in your life. As it removes mountains, let it give birth to greater things. Let that master seed faith cut up all you over and bring to pass the best of God in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. Pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We bless you for your wonderful word. We thank you for the power of faith working in the lives of thy people, bringing to pass your perfect will. We thank you for your passion to see so delivered and saved into the kingdom. Let the passion fill our hearts that wherever we are, we release the word and people will be also released into the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.